This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Good Tuesday morning, everybody. I am Glenn the Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I am Christy Landwehr from Aurora, Colorado. And you are listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for this July 19th, 2022. And you know what? I don't know the episode, but it's almost 3,000, right, Glenn? That's right. It's 2976. Awesome. This episode is brought to you by the Certified Horsemanship Association. Good morning, horse world. It's the third Tuesday of the month on Horses in the Morning. And that means we get deep into training, education, and horsey fun with Christy from the Certified Horsemanship Association. Oh, you know what? I'm going to have to change the bumper starting next month. And we're going to talk about that today. But uh, I just got off an airplane and made sure I got back to record this episode. And we even have Coach Jen with us today. Good, Yay, it's both of you. (laughs) We're both here because we have an announcement to make that's very bittersweet for all of us. It is bittersweet. I'll do it. Yes. So this is my last official show with Certified Horsemanship Association because I have been recruited away by the National Reigning Horse Association to be their senior director of corporate relations. Wow. Congratulations. I'm very excited for you. Thank you. I am too. You've been with the CHA for what seems like 100 years. Yeah, pretty much. It's it's (laughs) about 20. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's been a, a little bit. 20 would be the longest I ever kept a job. So you've, but you're way beyond me. That's for sure. Yeah, it's, it's a long time, but I'll tell you, it's still horse industry, which I'm so happy about. And it's still, oh, I don't know, exciting and people related because I just love the whole people side of things. So I'm thrilled about it. And this is the most exciting part. And we're going to be talking to her a little bit later in the show. So for what's coming up on today's show, we are going to meet the interim CEO of Certified Horsemanship Association, Miss Jacqueline Tiley. And Jacqueline comes to us from a variety of backgrounds that we'll let her share. But one of the ones that she's going to talk about today is she was the development director and grant writer for a um, woman's shelter, and she raised lots of grants. So she's an expert in all things grant writing, not only for 501c3s, but also for small businesses. So we'll be chatting with her a little bit later about that. Oh, that's cool, because a lot of our listeners are have their own place or, you know, are in some kind of small business. So grants would be something that they've either thought about doing, didn't know how, or didn't think about doing, you know, but but could. So... That's perfect. But first, we're going to talk about you. So now, I assume you knew the, the all the folks. You know everybody at every association. That's one thing working with the CHA is you've made a lot of friends in the industry. That has been an amazing journey because CHA is all breed, all discipline, right? There's no such thing as a bad school horse, and there's no such thing as a bad way to learn how to ride, right? So because of that, we're all breed, all discipline. So that has really allowed me to meet, oh, not everybody, but almost everybody. Almost everybody. I meet a lot of people. <laughs> 
And it's also allowed me to get on a lot of airplanes and see a lot of, um, oh, conventions and conferences and horse shows and what have you. So, yes, um, some of the people at Rainers I've known a really long time. I've known their commissioner, Gary Carpenter, since I worked for the Arabian Horse Association back in the 90s. I've known Krista Morris, who's there um, uh, next in line to Gary Carpenter. And I've known her, oh gosh, since I worked for American Youth Horse or didn't work for it, but was on the board for American Youth Horse Council back when I worked for Arabians. So yes, I, I know some of the people there and I have for a long time. So that's that's fun. And then their sponsors. I mean, they have sponsors like, you know, Prefert and, um, oh, they have Yellowstone, which is kind of cool. They have 1883, which is kind of cool. They have Four Sixes Ranch. They have Platinum Performance. So some of those people I already know from the industry and some I do not and will definitely be learning. Well, I think, it, have you ever ridden a, a, a reigning horse? In a you know, I've ridden every kind of horse because I just love it so much. And yes, I had the opportunity to ride a rainer um, during one of the rider rainers, actually, that CHA we had at one of our international conferences. And um, they brought rider rainer to our conference a couple of years in a row. And I got to hop on. And oh, my goodness, so much fun. Jennifer, did you ever do it when one of those opportunities we had along the way? You know, I didn't. I was chicken. I didn't want to embarrass myself. They had the the rider rainer thing is something that's really fun and unique and clever that the reining industry puts out. And they did it at the 2010 Equestrian Games in Lexington. Oh, that's right. Yes. yes. I could have signed up for it. And a couple of people I know, I think they were auditors, did. And they had a blast. But I was too scared to embarrass myself. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Everybody was embarrassing themselves. Fine. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I did. Great. I did get to ride one proper ranch horse. It was a working ranch horse, but he also competed in ranch events. So it's something in that realm. He's, he wasn't a specialized reigning horse. And OMG, if you ever have the opportunity to ride a made ranch horse or reigning horse, take it. It is such a thrill. <laughs> oh, it is such a thrill. I agree. And you know, Ryder Rainer, they still do them here and there. So maybe there's still hope for you, Jen. They need to put that tab at the top of the page. Find a Ryder Rainer opportunity. I will <laughs> let them know now that I work for them. I have many things that I think they should do. Ha! No, just kidding. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> I've already been told by uh, Gary. He's like, stay in your lane. Sponsors, sponsors, corporate partners, stay in your lane. I go, but I want to get out of my lane. He's like, not for a year. Yeah, did he know how bad lane. a driver you are? <laughs> a whole year of staying in my lane? Oh. <laughs> it's going to kill you. So it's you started with us. I'm very excited, uh, by the way, because I haven't met Jacqueline yet. So I'm very excited to meet Jacqueline. I'm very excited that the CHA episode is going to continue going here on Horses in the Morning. It's not going away. Christy's going away. It's not going away. Um, I'm very excited because I know we'll get to see you around at conferences and things. Uh, but you started with us doing this segment March of 2016. Oh, my goodness. So that's six years times 12. Is that 72? Yeah. Yeah, 72 episodes you've done with us. At least, right? Yeah, at least. you have April, May, June, and now July. Yeah. So that's a lot. Yeah, so you, you've done a lot of episodes. We certainly appreciate it. You brought a lot of good content and uh, a lot of terrific guests to the show. And, and working with you is so easy. So that's Aww. nice. <laughs> That's... Well, I agree. Working with you is easy as well. I'll tell you one of the best things, you know, when they ask you in your review every year, right? And the president says to me, so 
what do you like most about your job? And for the last six years, it's been, oh, the radio show. Yeah, podcasting. <laughs> yeah, that's been great. Oh, we're and glad to hear that. Keep my license plate frame around the back of my license plate, if that's okay. I'm just going to keep on being a host for you guys, yes, even though I'm that's technically great. not. Okay, yeah. great. Super. Well, you will be again soon. You know we don't have a raining show on the network. So I know. just throwing that out up. there. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying, I catched it and running with it. <laughs> yeah, we don't have one. And it looks like you, but that's out of your lane. Oh, don't worry about that. They're going to get used. <laughs> They'll get used to you pretty soon. They'll get used to you weaving all over the highway. Stay in the lane. <laughs> oh, gosh, do I have to? I always get to the destination, but you're right. I kind of get there in a weaving mm, way. You and I both. That's why we get along yes. so well. Yeah. We work that way. And that's why we drive Jennifer absolutely nuts, because she's kind of the straight inner lane driver. So. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what's been my pleasure over the years is being able to do these shows with both of you because you both bring a very different element to the show when we do them. And I know it's going to be a different flavor, a different feel, and it's always fabulous. So it's just been my pleasure to get to host with both of you. And we've had a few opportunities to host host together, too, at, in person when we've been together. We have. And that's, that's been, been fun. really fun. Yeah, that's been a yeah. lot of fun, too. Because, uh, you know, that doesn't happen very often for us. We're mostly stuck in our house in our studio, you know, looking at the walls. That's true. So. Well, and I wanted to give a shout out to all your auditors, listeners as a whole, and especially auditors. Thank you for helping me come up with content because I know I only do one a month, but every now and then I'm like, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> and I'll throw it out there on the auditors page. You guys always come up with great topics and I can find either CHA members or others that I know and make the show happen. So big shout out to all of you. And then also for your constructive criticism, you know, things that you've said during the years that could make it better. <laughs> um, I've tried to listen to and so so you've all been great. Well, thank you for that. Thank you for listening, at least. Um, I know you didn't do any of them, but thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. No, I did. That was I'm one just about, kidding. So, many guests kidding that you. I actually had less guests because, again, you know, I love go big or go home, right? So I'm like, excellent. I'm going to have five guests. Well, I think when you started, we had about five guests. It was like, okay, Christy, I, you're wearing me out. We're, we're, right, exactly. <laughs> so the, the auditors and you and everybody said, chill your role. It was kind of like when I first did conference for CHA. I had like five things going on simultaneously, and people were like, we want to see them all stop. So now I only have three things going on simultaneously there you go well we're gonna meet Jacqueline here very shortly first we have to hear from our sponsors over at horse report systems and then we're gonna go meet Jacqueline the new interim CEO of the certified horsemanship association and we're gonna talk a little bit about grants and grant writing and all kinds of other fun stuff whether you are an amateur owner with a horse or two or you manage a large facility there is a lot to keep track of Horse Report System ensures that you always have your horse's health records, training logs, photos, therapy and care notes, demographics, and much more immediately available to you and your staff in the stable. The user-friendly dashboard, color-coded calendars, and easy searchability make it simple to find the information you were looking for and keeps your whole team on the same page. Our web app runs on any device with a web browser, phone, tablet, or computer. We'd love to give you a demo to show you why boarding facilities, equine therapy programs, and professional trainers, as well as individuals, are using Horse Report System to simplify their record keeping and ensure the best possible care for their horses. With monthly subscriptions starting at just $9.99, there is a plan that is right for you. Go to www.horsereportsystem.com to learn more and get a free trial. 
We are so excited to have Jacqueline Tiley on the show today. Jacqueline is going to be the interim CEO for the Certified Horsemanship Association. We are so excited to welcome her not only to CHA, but as the new host of this show, Training Tuesday on Horses in the Morning. Hi, Jacqueline. Well, hello, Christy. I feel extremely lucky for both of these wonderful opportunities. So I'm just excited to be here today. Um, and I know that all the members at CHA are really having a hard time saying goodbye to you because you've done so many amazing things over the years. But I look forward um, to coming in and continuing on all the great things you've done at CHA. Well, and I'm just going to share just a couple of little stories about Jacqueline, and then she's going to jump right into her bio for her own, you know, what she's done, so I don't get anything wrong. But um, Jacqueline and I met uh, in the horse world, doing all this kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> we knew each other briefly when she worked for uh, NARA, North American Riding for the Handicap, before they became Path International. And then we knew each other when she worked for American Hippotherapy, and she'll explain all this in a second. And we used to be roommates at American Horse Council in Washington, D.C., and that's where we met, you know, quite a few people together. And then she also came to Quarter Horse Convention and some other things. And over that course of time, um, she has kids. I have kids. Uh, she has a husband. I have a husband. We enjoy um, a lot of the similar types of gets-togethers and whatnot. So we've become a little bit of friends, too, which has been a lovely kind of journey. And so when this whole opportunity cropped up that I was leaving and Jacqueline, where she was in her career, was transitioning and wanted to get back into the horse industry, it was kind of a no-brainer for CHA to have an interim so they don't have to rush in finding their new CEO. So Jacqueline, it's such a pleasure. I'm so glad you're able to do this for um, the association and share with us a little bit about your horse journey. Well, thanks again, Christy. Like I said, I feel um, very lucky myself. I think things happen for a reason and um, is very smooth, it seems like. Uh, but I come to CHA with an understanding of CHA's early roots. Um, as a child growing up, I went to horse camp. I went to Girl Scout horse camp all over the state of California. And I did not realize at the time as a small child, but I realized later on that all of my horseback riding instructors at camp did have CHA certification because those camps were um, were accredited through the American Camping Association at that time. Um, they required a certification for instructors, and CHA was where everyone went, and it still is. Um, and so, <laughs> I know, very exciting. Um, so I came um, through, came to horses through my Girl Scout experience and camp. And then um, when I was a teenager, went back to camp as a wrangler in training and a counselor in training and went through programs and ultimately became a camp riding director at a Girl Scout camp that sent me to an amazing CHA certification um, in Tennessee. I was working at a Girl Scout camp in North Carolina at the time and got to go through a CHA certification, which was phenomenal. Um, and little did I know at that time that I would be sitting here today talking about all the wonderful experiences um, I had at camp, both as a kiddo and then um, as a counselor and riding instructor um, and how 
my education grew from um, the training and certification that I received from CHA. So that's the very short story. <laughs> um, but I do have um, a long history and background with horses um, as well outside of that. I decided that horses were something I wanted to do as a career. Um, and I will say back, back in the late 1990s, um, a lot of people looked at me, especially coming in from Northern California and said, how are you going to find a career um, in the horse world? Well, um, that passion and interest led me to Colorado State University, and I have a bachelor's in science and equine sciences with an industry concentration um, that I got from CSU and a lot of wonderful connections um, within the industry. And that led me to a full-time position in North Carolina with a Girl Scout camp um, that I've talked about. And then I decided, my husband and I decided, we really loved Colorado. We wanted to um, build our family and life in Colorado. So we left North Carolina, came back out west, and I did shift. The center that I initially got connected with when we moved back to Colorado um, was a facility that primarily did therapeutic horseback riding. So they provided riding lessons for individuals with special needs. And I went down a slightly different path and became certified. Um, back then, as Christy referenced, it was the North American Riding for the Handicapped Association. Nowadays, they go by Path International, Professional Association of Therapeutic Horsemanship. And I became certified um, as one of their instructors and really got involved, became an advanced instructor, um, facilitated on-site workshops um, and evaluations, became accredited site visitor, uh, facilitated their standards workshops and things like that. So I really dove in. Um, I worked in that that world for a number of years. And then there was an amazing opportunity to work for PATH at their national office. Um, so I took that. So my background in associations started um, in mid 2000. I have about 14, 15 years of working with equine associations. And while I was with PATH at the national office, I facilitated national and regional conferences, um, for equine professionals, um, partnered, as Christy said, with other equine associations, AQHA, the Paint Horse Association, um, Snafflebit, as they were getting some things up and running for riders with special needs, some of their shows, um, did a lot of amazing things and had great connections, participated in things with the American Horse Council. Um, and then I was there for a while, had a life change, children, things happen, um, and went ahead and went from there to the American Hippotherapy Association. And the American Hippotherapy Association, the membership association that provides education, training, and credentialing for physical therapists, occupational therapists, and speech language pathologists who utilize horses and equine movement when they're treating their clients. So that was a very different um, organization since I was not a therapist, but I worked really with them and learned a lot about their members, which I loved as a part of the job of an executive director. But we grew their membership and their educational offerings 
while I was there, diversified funding streams, grew sponsorship opportunities for their conferences. Um, it was an amazing almost nine years. Um, and then just before the pandemic, um, I lost my father to cancer and decided it was time to maybe shift and do something else. Um, and I looked for um, and took a position with a local nonprofit in Northern Colorado where my family lives um, in fundraising and development with Crossroads Safe House, which is the largest domestic violence shelter. And fortunately, unfortunately, because it was just leading into the pandemic, um, I ended up spending a lot of my time focusing on grants and grant writing instead of um, individual fundraising and connecting with donors individually because nothing was happening in person. So even though it was not exactly what I thought it was going to be, I gathered and gained some amazing skills and learned uh, an enormous amount about grant writing, um, specifically government grants because of their $2.3 million budget. Um, was funded via government grants um, and really um, extended my knowledge about foundation grants as well. So um, I decided that as things were opening back up and I was still really focusing on grants and it wasn't what I wanted to do, I was going to look for my next opportunity, hopefully that was going to take me back into horses in the horse world. And um, Christy knows of my dedication um, to CHA and CHA's mission uh, and professional and effective interactions with horses. And I feel like that is what has led me back to CHA. Jacqueline, it was just so great to hear all that background on you. And um, you kind of ended with your grant writing experience. So let's dive right into our topic for the day. So about grant writing, tell us more for our listeners who run the 501c3, so the not-for-profits, what tips you might have for them. We'll start with that group. All right. Excellent. There are so many components to uh, grant writing. I'm going to really hopefully touch on things that people can walk away with today. A lot of times I'll say there's so much more in this area, um, but it is really a great opportunity for us at CHA to provide additional education down the road to our members and others in the horse community that may have non-for-profit businesses. Um, so I'm going to start with um, research. Research is a big component of grant writing because, one, you really need to decide what is it that I'm looking for um, when you go out to look for a grant. You don't want to apply for a grant and have a great opportunity and get funding and then not be able to implement it. So that's something that you really have to think about um, when you're looking at opportunities. Now, with that being said, uh, I'm going to go ahead and throw out some of the different places that you can look, maybe more locally, um, but also know that, yes, I do come, as I said earlier, with a lot of experience um, with government grants in the last year, private foundations, family foundations are in there as well, um, and those private family foundations are probably going to be some of the local opportunities that are open to you. Um, one of the best ways to learn about what is available to you locally is to look and see if your community has a um, community foundation. Here in Northern Colorado, we have um, something called the Community Foundation of Northern Colorado. Um, 
many larger cities. Fort Collins isn't huge, but we're big enough that we do have our own community foundation. Um, so if you have one, whether it's in in the city or town that you live in, or for example, I'm north of Denver, but Denver has a community foundation as well. Um, so I might think, gosh, I could reach out to them if we didn't have something up here. Um, but reaching out and connecting with the individuals at your local community foundation um, is really key and letting them know who you are as a nonprofit if you don't have a relationship because those foundations manage both um, family funds as well as funds for local nonprofit organizations as well. And you do not have to have funds with one of those foundations in order to be connected um, and be able to utilize their resources. So they are a huge um, connection locally. So look and see if you have a community foundation and get connected with them. They are wonderful because they'll introduce you to potential funders, um, individual funders, as well as potential foundations locally. Um, the other piece besides the research is really being prepared with all the possible documents um, that you could potentially need for writing grants. Like I said, that could be whole show Christy in and of itself. Um, but just know that there are a lot of different things that you need to have, um, everything from access to your 501c3 letter, your annual budget, um, things like that, just ready to go. Um, some of the other kind of easy things that you should look for in your community, many communities have Rotary Clubs or Aquinas Club. Um, those types of local business organizations are amazing for first-time grantees, and they usually offer grants in the $500 to $5,000 size. It depends on the size um, and involvement of the members of those organizations, um, but that's a good place to start locally. Um, the other thing, because we are talking about equine associations, um, many of the state and local, as well as national, equine associations and foundations sometimes will have um, small grant opportunities. So if you're not connected to state, um, local and national foundations, it may be worth just taking a peek and talking to someone you know there to see if they have opportunities as well. Um, that's just a very like quick snapshot. The other big uh, recommendation I make for folks is even if you're in a small community, access your library. Most libraries have a nonprofit section and many of them have online access to a resource called the Foundation Directory. It's a paid service, but if you're utilizing it in the library, you can research through the library's database to look at and do a national, even international search for foundations that would be able to fund specific needs that you have. These are great ideas. I think they're very useful and very good. So now, are there some different ideas for those that perhaps run small businesses that are for-profit? Can they also um, have access to grant monies? Yes, absolutely. There's a variety of different um, opportunities for small businesses, um, primarily in their own community. But as we know, over the, the last couple of years, sometimes they can even be at the 
national level as well. Um, but as I shift gears, I'm going to talk about one opportunity that I feel actually kind of spans both nonprofit and for-profit. Over the last 10 years or so, many uh, local chambers of commerce, um, sometimes it can be regional organizations that might be like that, again, depending where you are, if you're in a more rural area um, or closer to a larger city, um, are providing opportunities um, for community businesses, both for-profit and nonprofit, um, called leadership classes. And it brings together, again, people from all walks of business. Um, and the classes usually have a fee associated with them um, through the chamber or something like that. But what they do is they connect um, professionals, sometimes young professionals, um, but how to learn, they teach you how to learn to get involved within your community. They teach you how to learn about um, connecting with uh, community issues that you want to support that you may be for or against. Um, they do focus a little bit on leadership skills, but they work as a team and they also identify these groups, uh, local community issue our challenge that the team wants to address and the folks that are involved in these leadership groups that usually run for 12 months at a time become a pretty tight-knit group. Uh, and I've seen lots of folks uh, that go through these both in the nonprofit world here in Colorado and I have friends in Texas that have done it um, as well who are actually in the equine world and they say it's been wonderful because um, they have found individuals who come to their events as sponsors um, that buy tables. Um, so it's not necessarily a grant opportunity, um, but it's an opportunity to diversify your income options by meeting a wide variety of people in your community um, and making connections that you might not otherwise have with local businesses um, that I think are really important. So I think one of the things, Christy, that you guys had talked about was probably right at the very beginning of the show um, was partnerships. And so I think, you know, that's where this piece is important is it's really about partnering with others in the community. Um, and as far as opportunities for loans or even sometimes true grants, the local chamber of commerce within a city or a town generally has um, some small business opportunities. Um, and if they're not specific um, to what you're looking for, I say also look at their educational opportunities because if you're trying to train staff, many communities provide um, educational grants that you can apply for for staff as well. So that's a very short snapshot of things to look for locally that could help benefit your business. I love all of that because you're talking about partnerships as well, you know, and that is huge. Because what do they say? It's about who you know, sometimes not what you know, right? That helps you do things. And it would make sense in the fundraising side, too. Now, can I just deviate a little bit and just talk a little bit about um, our upcoming international conference that CHA is having? You can find out more on CHA.horse. And anyone that is part of Horse Radio Network, Horses in the Morning, you can come for the CHA member rate. Um, just say that you're with HRN, Horses in the Morning. Um, 
sorry, Horse Radio Network, and you can do that. But before we jump into a little bit more about conference, something else that comes up to mind for fundraising is that amazing gala that you put on, Jacqueline, at your last <laughs> job that you had that uh, John and I, my husband and I, were able to come to. Can you talk a little bit more about that type of fundraising and how those galas can really benefit? Yeah, that's a great um that's a great segue actually. And I love to talk about event fundraising and sponsorship. It really is again, it's a great opportunity to bring people together in a community. Um and I've done it for associations, but the one that I hosted that you're speaking directly to, I did get to do right before COVID started for Crossroads. We did a 1920s themed um amazing gala with a 1920s themed band, dance lessons. It was amazing. Um, and those events do take a lot of time and energy, but um, really it is about reaching out to your network to bring sponsors on board. Um, and if someone says, no, I'm not interested in a sponsorship, you can say, but our event is so much fun. What you should do is come this year, purchase a table. They say no, purchase some tickets can always add something else in there. Or if you have an opportunity to just invite them and get them there and see how amazing and fun the event is, but also those events are about sharing who the organization is uh, and the impact that the organization makes, um, whether you're uh, sharing someone's story or having someone share their story on behalf of the agency and how they've impacted them, whatever it is, um, be it, kids and youth and how participating um, in the equine world is helping them on their journey to um, to their career, what their plan is. But those kinds of things, events are really, are really fun, but they also hold a key place in connecting with the community um, and sharing your story as well. I love it. And with all of your conference coordination background, what are you looking most forward to since you get to be in charge of the one <laughs> at Middle Tennessee State University, which is coming up um, October 20th through the 22nd? And that's just outside of Nashville. Uh, what are you looking most forward to? You know, I have managed and coordinated both state, regional, and national conferences for close to 20 years uh, before working at the association level, I was a volunteer on committees. And I really think the thing that I enjoy the most is going to conference and seeing the interactions um, with members. And so for me specifically this year, I'm really excited to meet CHA members in person. I've already talked to many CHA members via phone, via email, but that personal connection of seeing someone, having a conversation one-on-one -on -one with them and learning what it is um, that, you know, excites them about CHA and their membership uh, and being involved. So just those interactions is really what I'm looking forward to, I think, are what make any uh, conference so special. 
I am with you. And that's why in 2020, when we had to do it virtual, I was a little sad, though now in retrospect, it was kind of fun to have a virtual one. Now it's kind of effervescent. It sits in our shopping cart. People can use it for their (laughs) continuing education. It became, in a weird way, an added income, which we didn't even know about. That was interesting. And then we also switched from doing a silent auction in person to an online auction. We use a platform called 32 Auctions, which has been very easy to use. And we'll never go back to in-person again, I don't think. I mean, that's up to you now. But because we just brought in so much more money. And so many more people could bid on things that weren't actually there. So it's fascinating how things change and morph. But I think what will never change and morph is eye contact in person, handshake in person, a hug in person. And for us, our conference is so unique because you get to ride horses. So again, for anyone listening, just get on CHA.horse, go to the conference tab, and you will find all the information about this great event. And you can certainly come uh, with the CHA. CHA member discount. And it does not matter if you're a riding instructor. You will learn so much about horsemanship and how to take care of your horses and a bunch of other things. Our schedule is very diverse. So take a gander at it. And then Jacqueline, in the meantime, how do people find you? What is the best way now to reach you in your new role with Certified Horsemanship? Well, really visiting the CHA website um, and going to um, the contact page and or the staff page, and you can find me directly there um, and click and send me an email. Um, The CHA website is such a great, wonderful, useful place for connecting with all sorts of people tied to CHA, but that's the easiest way to connect with me directly. Well, very good. And is there anything else that you would like to share before you embark on this exciting new journey of yours? Um. You know, no, I really am just so excited and grateful for the opportunity. But what I'm, again, I'm going to end the same way I started and really thanking you, Christy, because CHA uh, has been so lucky to have you here to have laid the groundwork um, for what I'm coming into and hopefully what we will continue to carry forward into an amazing organization. Um, But it was your dedication um, to the field yourself um, and your love for members that I really hope I can carry on. Thank you so so much. Oh, I so appreciate it. I was telling Glenn before we started today, I said the only problem when you uh, telecommute, and I've been telecommuting long before it was cool, right? I've been doing this job remotely for a long time, even though our office is in Kentucky. You don't get a going away party. You don't get to, you know, do any of that. No balloons, no drinks, nothing. No, no food. This is all you get is to hang out here with us on the show. That's all you get. Yeah. I'm glad I get there. I, well, I can have a drink. I, was, I could do a drink right now, actually. That would be fun. Right. We yeah. could just have a drink right now. And then we, we should do a toast. We could toast you, Christy. We could toast you. Correct. I have my glass of water. Here we go. Yeah, me but, too. Yes, I, just, I think that I just oh. appreciate these little things because these little things are something, right? Because it's not traditional anymore. Not all of us work in an no, office No, you used to have a bit. If you were in a place 20 years, you'd have a big dinner and a party and, you know, there'd be, oh, yeah. there'd be gag gifts and all that stuff. Um, you know? Oh, absolutely. And, and, I can send you a gag Ooh. gift if you're really missing it. <laughs> I'd be happy to do yeah, that for you. Say, you better watch out <laughs> and be careful what you wish for because you never know what may be coming your way. <laughs> I know. Now I'm a little afraid. Did okay, they even get you a watch a or like a, I'm good. a bracelet that says 20 years or anything? 
No, you would have had to buy it for yourself. So no, you didn't. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I'm not going to be not frugal like that. I was keeping CHA purse strings so close to my heart and tight. So no, I didn't buy myself any of that. Oh. <laughs> I just thought about the fact that you would have had to buy it. That's funny. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Welcome to a small. Welcome small to basically working right? for yourself. You know, that's uh, that's what happens. <laughs> So, yeah, that's kind of what happens. There's right? no parties anymore. Throw yourself away. a party. I know. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, it's good to meet you, Jacqueline. We'll talk to you again next month, all right? Excellent. Thanks so much, Glenn. I look forward to working with you. All right. We'll see you. Bye, ya. Jacqueline. Bye, Christy. Take care. Well, it answered a question I had, because really, we haven't talked much about this. You know, we've uh, conversed about a lot of things over the last month or two. But uh, I had never asked you if she had any horse experience. So it makes me feel better that doing the training episode, one of us knows something about training. So that made me yes. feel better. Yes, yeah. she has yeah. plenty of horse experience. Yeah. She will be just fine, and she'll be able to bring on good people, too. Yeah, so, okay, yes. good. I was I was a little concerned that uh, you were relying on me for that, because that would have been, <laughs> been bad. <laughs> so. We won't torture you yet, but we can always keep Jennifer, Jen coming on the show, too. <laughs> you're hosting this show every month now. <laughs> Well, I appreciate it. I'm so excited. Hopefully some people learned a little bit more about um, funding their programs and they can just see the wealth of knowledge that Jacqueline is bringing to the table, not only for Certified Horsemanship Association, but also for the Horses in the Morning show called Training Tuesday. Well, thank you for six years. Thank you for being here every month and for, for hanging out with me and Jennifer all this time. We really do appreciate it. I know our auditors and our listeners do as well. And we'll look forward to hearing from you this time out of your lane. In the reigning world. That's Absolutely. I bet it might happen because, you know, like I said, getting out of the lane is fun. <laughs> All right, everybody. We have tomorrow coming up. Uh, actually, it's not Jamie and I. It'll be Jennifer and Lisa. Lisa Wysocki's filling in. And I have something I have to do in the morning. Jamie's on vacation. So Jennifer and Lisa's filling in. And then we'll have some really bad ads on Friday. I'll be Lisa and I. So get your ads into Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. Also coming up on... Thursday is a brand new episode we have for you that's going to be here once a month. All of you that go to Equine Affair are going to be excited because Equine Affair is doing an episode every month. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm very excited about that because that's it's the biggest conference in the you know trade show. It is. A, CHA event. has been going to it the entire time that I was a part of them. Every t- single one in Ohio well, and every know. single one in I mean, Massachusetts. They get 100,000 people a day. <laughs> it's crazy. They do. They're huge. So they're going to be doing wonderful. their show on Horses in the Morning once a month here on uh, the third Thursday. And we nice. recorded it already. I know it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, we're going to talk to some of their people who are clinicians. And we're going to learn some things along the way as well. So look forward to that on Thursday. Thursday show. Christy, thank you so much, and I am sure we will talk very soon. Thank you. Goodbye, everybody. Talk to you all soon.